Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 398. Today is January 13th, 2023. I'm your host, John Pagliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, we're seeing quite a rally in the stock market as we go into the new year. If you listen to the stories in the press and the media, they're really pumping up the hype and the zeitgeist around this rally. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you just a little simple analogy in a way that you can think about the economy. And that's the influence that the Federal Reserve's rate hikes are having on the economy. And essentially, it's a controlled burn. You know, a controlled burn like you would have if you were managing a forest and trying to prevent future forest fires. Before we get into that, though, I want to comment on all this zeitgeist, and it's, it's nothing new. You know, I'm preaching to the choir here because long-term listeners of the Wellsteading podcast know to ignore the media. But I just want to point out that all this excitement that the media is pumping up is really, in my opinion, at this point, just irrational exuberance. Just like last year, the media scared everybody to death because of the inverted yield curve and the high inflation, even though there was absolutely nothing wrong with the economy for the vast majority of last year. The media scared everyone into believing there was going to be a correction, and we got one. Even though, again, in my opinion, we should have never gotten any type of a correction last year. The profitability and the growth of companies simply didn't justify it. And there should have never been a fear about parabolic and hyperinflation, because we saw last March, March of 2022, that copper and other leading market indicators had already peaked. And so we knew that it was just a matter of time until those commodity prices worked their way through the system and then would see a lower consumer price index. So that was never a mystery or it should have never been a surprise to anyone. But now that we're seeing inflation cool down, and by the way, it's still pretty darn hot at 6 or 7%. But even with that, you know, with the inflation cooling down, now the media is jumping on the other side of the narrative, and they're hyping and pumping up a rising stock market. And if you really look at the charts, you'll see that the market isn't in this huge rally like they're promoting. Oh yes, we've had substantial increases since the lows in October. But on the other hand, the decreases since the high of last January are even more substantial. So again, if you look at the chart, especially the S&P 500, you can see that we're continuing to flirt with that trading zone that I've talked about many times between 38.50 and 39.50. It'll get above that, it'll get below that. But for the most part, since last January, the market has put in lower highs. And ever since the invasion of Ukraine last year, the S&P 500 has failed multiple times to break out above its 200-day moving average. I think it's failed like five or six times. This week, it did get above it for a day or so and fell back down below. And at this point, the bar has been lowered so much because of those decreasing highs that we've had all year that the current 200-day moving average is about 12% of where the moving average was, you know, a year ago. And before too long, that moving average will be at or below the upper end of the band of resistance, that 39.50 level, 
the 200-day moving average is going to be below that. So yes, at some point, the S&P 500 will break out above its 200-day moving average. And that will be a good sign. But right now, for all the enthusiasm that's being made about how the markets are breaking out, again, pull up a chart, look at it, and you'll see that the S&P 500 is trading at the upper end of its zone, but that zone is in the lower half of the midpoint from last year. That's why it's below the 200-day moving average. Another big story that the media is really hyping, and this is on the opposite end of things, they're talking about the decline of the U.S. dollar. Now, I'm not even talking about the alternative media, but in any case, right now, mainstream media really pumping up the fact that the dollar has come down significantly. And they're using words like collapse, implosion, and all other types of hyperbolic terms, which are really nonsense, again, if you look at the chart. Now, absolutely, U.S. dollar is down, I don't know, probably more than 10% from where it was two or three months ago. That's a very big move, especially for a reserve currency like the U.S. dollar. However, again, putting things in context and stepping back and looking at the big picture, right now, at the levels where the U.S. dollar is supposedly imploding and collapsing, it is, at these present levels, about as high as it's been in the last 18 or 20 years. The point of the matter is, is that the U.S. dollar compared to the competing currencies, is still extremely strong. That doesn't mean it won't go lower, nor does it mean it, it won't collapse or it won't get crushed. But at this point, right now, the hysteria around the fact that the dollar is so weak is nonsense. It's at an 18-year high. So I know I'm being redundant, but again, ignore the media and always remember wealth-building principle number eight, which is decrypt propaganda. Ah, but in any case, let's take a rational and a very simplistic view of what's happening in the economy right now. And although it's simplistic, I think it's very accurate, and it can help you to identify the hysteria and nonsense and BS that's in the headlines. You know that I'm concerned about the economy, not because of the perceived threat of inflation or even necessarily from the risk of a recession. Specifically, what I'm concerned about is that corporate profits are declining. And that means that the stock market today is overvalued. That's what I'm worried about. And when I look at where I can deploy my money, if I can put it in the S&P 500 today at a valuation of somewhere around, let's call it 20 times, and that's actually optimistic depending upon how low corporate profits get revised down but let's call it 20 times. Well, when I look at the risk-reward benefits right now, and I look at an alternative like a money market fund, think about it. Why risk your principal when we have so much geopolitical uncertainty going on right now? Why risk that principal for a limited upside in the stock market when you're going to take all that risk to be in the S&P 500 and you're paying 20 times to do it, as opposed to being in the protection of a money market fund and only having to pay, you know, 20 or 22 times for that. Okay, enough of the math. I know I talked about a simple analogy, and here it is. One of the many reasons that corporate profits are declining is because the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates and also reducing the overall money supply by retiring the debt on their balance sheet. 
Now, forget about what that means in economic or monetary policy terms. Think of it this way. The Federal Reserve is trying to make a correction for all the largesse and all the excess that happened during the pandemic. What they're doing is comparable to a forest ranger that would have a controlled burn in a wooded area. So to try and prevent that major forest fire from taking place, the Forest Service will designate small blocks of the forest that they'll encircle with a perimeter, and that perimeter will be some type of a fire break. Well, they'll create a, a big enough width where once they start a fire inside the perimeter, they think that they'll be able to contain the fire from jumping outside of the fire break. That's what the Federal Reserve is doing with the economy by raising interest rates and reducing the monetary supply. They're trying to take that dead wood and that kindling out of the system because there's too much of it in the economy and they know eventually it will catch fire. They're setting these fires and letting certain parts of the economy burn. For example, the real estate market is struggling right now because interest rates and loans for mortgages are so high. Well, the Federal Reserve is willing to sacrifice a portion of the economy, like the housing market, so that they can cool off the rest of the economy. And for right now, the Federal Reserve is doing a good job of burning out the underbrush and saving and protecting the rest of the trees that are outside of that contained zone. Now, will things spill over? Will there be contagion? Will it be a hard landing instead of a soft landing? Well, we don't know. We're going to watch for that. We're going to be cautious. I keep telling people that I really don't care if we go into a shallow recession or a deep recession, or for that matter, if we totally avoid a recession altogether. So regardless of the outcome or the severity of the recession or the fact that there's no recession at all, you can take steps to preserve your principal. And the steps you take by putting your money in something that's very liquid and very safe, like a money market fund, that works whether it's a steep recession or a shallow recession. It works even if there's no recession, because all you're trying to do is protect your principal. So that's why I don't spend much time worrying one way or another if the Federal Reserve is going to be able to contain this forest fire or not, because my capital will be protected one way or the other, and I'll have money to take advantage of whatever the next phase of the economy is. What the Federal Reserve is trying to really do, they want to burn the aspects of the economy that they don't like, right? They want to preserve the redwoods, and the nice, big, old, established forest within their framework of the financial system. But, you know, all those little pesky deadwood and weeds and undergrowth like decentralized finance and special purpose acquisition companies and celebrity endorsements that can attract billions of dollars into cryptocurrency, yeah, that's the part of the undergrowth, the explosive tinder that the Federal Reserve wants to burn out. And to what extent they'll have success, I don't know. But I do think they're going to continue to go after and burn out that tinder and that undergrowth. Because look right now, even in the rally that we're having in the stock market, the memes that long ago were unprofitable and should have filed for bankruptcy, they're still going up. They're going up double digits on any given day of the week. And so I know a lot of people think the Federal Reserve is going to pause and at some point they will or maybe they'll just plateau but there's still plenty of kindling and undergrowth that they want to burn out. And I don't think they're going to stop until they get closer to making that happen. Well, hey, more about that in future episodes. 
a lot more topics I want to talk about as well as we get into the new year. As always, thanks for being there. Until the next time, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.